Hey, all you nature nerds, this is You're Gonna Die Out There. Welcome back, Nature Nerds. Megan here, Jen, my co-host sitting across from me. We're getting ready to tell you some stories of people in peril. Human wildlife conflict. We're about to have some human dog conflict here in a second. <laughs> Saber keeps getting up to go over to see you. And he's so sweet. Look at his He's eyes. so sweet. We have some patrons to shout out at the end of this episode, so stick around if you are a new patron. Yes. Awesome. Thank you. I have a little science news. Do you want to hear my science news? Jen? Oh, for sure. I'm waiting with bated breath over here. This science news comes from sciencenews.org. Always fun. It is entitled Gene Edited Stem Cells Help Geckos Regrow More Perfect Tails. Oh. Yeah, very fun. It's by Frida Creer. I hope I said that right. Wow. <laughs> Are you sure? Creer. Yeah, K-R-E-I-E-R. Seems correct. Okay. Um, so this came out November 1st, 2021. There is a report that researchers put out October 14th in Nature Communications, a journal called Nature Communications. And basically what's happening is these people are implanting, they're changing and implanting embryonic stem cells on the tail stumps of morning geckos, Lepidodactylus lugubris. Wow. So you know like when geckos and small lizards lose their tails, when it yes. regrows, it looks real junky. Yeah. Like it looks like it looks like, like you glued a new one on <laughs> yeah. different texture yeah like the only tail at the tail factory is just like beige <laughs> they're just like it just didn't match you're gonna get a new like bumper or something from a different car it's just bondo <laughs> on the end of their tail exactly what they're doing is that they've taken these embryonic stem cells added to the tail clumps stumps mm-hmm. clumps stumps uh what's happening is nubbins when they regenerate the tails they regenerate them like a normal tail. They look the same and even the bone structure is the same. Wow. I bet yeah. that. I wonder if the gecko was like, damn. New tail, who dis? It's like gecko plastic surgery. It is. Yeah. Gecko's tails are an extension of their spines and they, they have vertebrae in them. But regenerated tails, they don't have that same vertebrae. It's just a bunch of tubes of fat muscle and skin they did ct scans on the regenerated tails i'm showing jen now so there's the original tail on the side you can see the vertebrae in it Mm -hmm. and then the i'm sorry the the regular tail you can see the vertebrae in it then the middle one is regenerated without the stem cells and it's just like a tube yeah, it doesn't look, doesn't there's, look there's so hot. nothing. Yeah, it's just bleh. And then the one with the stem cells is the other side, and you can see that it also has vertebrae. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it looks different, but not as bad as the middle. The middle yeah. one. Yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, and they're considering these findings a stepping stone to developing regenerative therapies in humans that may one day treat hard to heal wounds. A little <laughs> bit different. Not quite fingers. But still but cool. Greeny. So we can heal faster. Right. And it wouldn't look so terrible so funky yeah so Mm -hmm. scarred up or whatever yeah that's pretty cool though there's a lot of directions i can go i feel like it could go back i i don't think like growing back a whole like limb who knows maybe someday isn't there a star wars where they did that didn't luke get his whole hand chopped off he has a metal hand no i thought he grew back a hand No, no 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 oh well, that's the one from like the... They gave him a fake one. That's the one from like the 70s or 80s. Yeah. I was really small when I saw it. Well, get it together. You I haven't watched it I'm not a years? sci-fi person. I just don't watch. I'm sorry. Let me real, just real quick. Oh, going to do your Dune review? Just real quick. Okay. A mutual friend of ours was like, oh, have you not watched Dune? And I was like, it's not out yet. They were saying, oh, it's out on HBO Max. And I happen to have HBO Max because... Because, of course. Of course. And I was like, all right, let me go watch this business. And I went and watched it. And I was like, this is amazing. Well, one, because I really, really like Oscar Isaac. He's one of my favorite actors. Who is he? He but plays who Duke is he? Leto in that. What, is, what else is he? Oh, um, he's been in a bunch of random stuff. Okay. I don't know. I'll look it up. Yeah. Anyway, he's a very handsome man. I watch it. It is so good and it had been a really long time since i watched the original dune the 1984 version of it and i don't remember anything from the books just fyi okay like i just don't i went back and i was like let me watch this 1984 version and it's so awful in comparison to the new dune i mean maybe this is a maybe this is a controversial uh point of view opinion that i have about this but the new one is it's so beautiful so i watch it again like the next night i'm like let me just watch this 
one more time. Really? <laughs> yeah, I watched it again. And then I took my son to go watch it in the theater last night because I was so stoked on it. And he, he went. It's like two and a half hours long. He liked it? And he loved it. Is he it had so PG many questions after. PG-13? Is it PG-13? I think it is PG-13. Okay. There's, uh, there isn't anything crazy in it. Okay. There's no like graphic sex or violence or, I mean, there's violence, but it's not super duper graphic. That's pretty cool. Yeah, but it's so good. The downside is that it's part one and part two doesn't come out till like 2023. So. So there's only two parts? I don't know if they're going to do two or three parts. It seems, seems like, like only two from where they are in the storyline. is usually the. You know. Right? I know. That's like the new thing now. Everyone's got to do it. But uh, part of me is like. Can you just do the trilogy now? Like, get it all done. Yeah. And release it, like, back to back to back. Nope. That's how they make money. That's so stupid. Anyway. Anyway, um, so go watch the new Dune. Okay. Not that they need to make any more money. I think they've made, they've, like, it's some kind of crazy amount of money they've made on this movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Like $300 million. I don't know. I read that someplace. Well, that's cool. I Mm. haven't been to the movies in several years. Looking forward to going back. My husband's not into going to movies because he grew up on a tiny island with (laughs) no technology at all. No movie theaters. To him, he's just like, he has no cares at all about going somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so would you like to hear my story uh, today? I have maybe like an inkling because you were looking up the spelling of a person. So I happened to like look up what just before we started. You were like, you oh, did? did. You looked and up I the name? And I was like, well, let me just look up the name. And I saw a little glimpse of something. And I was like, oh, let me, I'm not going to look at it. So you're cheating. <laughs> you're in friend jail again. Oh, man. Come on. Well, I'm excited oh, to tell everybody else except you. Oh, my God. I'm going to talk about something. Very different than what you talked about last week. So no crocodiles. No man-eating anything. That's disappointing. Sorry, this is like your fourth story about crocodiles. (laughs) (laughs) So True. Anyway. All right. So I'm going to talk about something so much more wholesome. Okay. and, And sweet. And something everybody loves. I'm going to talk about giraffes today. Giraffes, you say? Well, why would they ever hurt anyone? This is a podcast about survival and about human wildlife conflict. How could giraffes fit into... You're going to talk about giraffes hurting people? Yeah, hurting some people. I am, Megan. Which you already knew because you looked it up. We all know that they're so sweet and they're these big, gentle giants. Mm -hmm. How could this ever be a conflict? Well, let me tell you. Anytime anybody does any kind of safari type tourist Mm -hmm. action in Africa, they'll see giraffes, right? So I have a couple of stories and there could be some older ones, but these are the ones that are in more recent news. In 2010, there was a lady, her name was Marie Engelbrecht. She was 25. She was out walking her dogs on a game farm in South Africa near Musina in this province called Limpopo, and it's going to come up again and again. She was walking her dogs. One of her dogs, they think, um, became agitated Mm -hmm. or started barking at the giraffe maybe and frightened the giraffe who they thought maybe had a young calf. The giraffe attacked her, kicked her. She died instantly. There were trackers that kind of went around and police that went around the scene said it looks like she scooped up one of the dogs to try to protect it. And that's when the giraffe kicked her in the back of the neck, killing her. Jesus. They did mention in the same article that there was another incident in Nairobi in 2002 where an American tourist was thought to have been killed by one at one of the country club and probably just going too close. I have no more information on that. The one that you looked up when you cheated and I was trying to get help with the name. Yeah, yeah. Was in April 30th of 2015, they found the body of the tourist, Brahm Bop. I think we decided to say his last name as Boss. Yeah. B-O-S-S-E. He was 45. They found him next to his bike in the same area in the Limpopo province. This is all in South Africa. Sorry if mm-hmm. I didn't say that earlier. He had been staying at the Thaba Manate Lodge and that's just north of Johannesburg. He was there with his family. I'm not sure who. There wasn't a ton of information I was trying to find where he was from, actually, and I couldn't even find that. But he went out for a bike ride by himself. They just found him, and so they had to piece it together. The police said that it was suspected that he was killed by a giraffe. Looking at his specific injuries... Maybe you're going to talk about this, but giraffe tramplings are different than, say, like, an elephant trampling or I believe so, ungulates? probably by what is in the area. Oh, okay. By what animals are in the area. And when we go into the features of the giraffe, just how big their, right. their hooves are compared to other animals and what could do that kind of damage. There was another, this is a video I saw on YouTube. 
It's kind of funny. Mm -hmm. Nothing terrible happened. It was just scary for these people, but it's all over on, and you can look it up, but there was a safari in South Africa and they were passing by this giraffe and everybody's, I think that this is where this is going is they just look like they're just kind of like these big lumbering, sweet, pretty animals that you're just like, oh, hello, giraffe. And so they saw this, what they said was a gentle looking giraffe that suddenly turned aggressive <laughs> oh and charged God. their Jeep. This was in 2013. And they were saying that the it turned around and started chasing them. And when you watch it, one of them is like, uh, maybe now would be a good time to radio for help. <laughs> like, the, the guide is like driving them faster and faster. And apparently the giraffe rammed into the Jeep, kicked at the driver and knocked the right mirror just completely off it was a toyota land cruiser so if you watch the video there they said there was laughter then tension then fear (laughs) (laughs) but they luckily they all escaped unharmed and they i think it was a bull so in some of these it's either a male like a bull uh giraffe or it's Mm -hmm. a cow i guess right so a female with a calf those seem to be the two the two that they're running into it is true as you're just telling these short stories i'm thinking about how there's like this cognitive dissonance in my brain about Mm -hmm. giraffes yeah uh because my favorite stuffed animal when i was like very small was like a little giraffe that you told us with the head spinning around which is kind of creepy it's kind of creepy but still you know like if you're a kid and you have a stuffed animal bear yeah but in reality you know that bears are like scary right but giraffes are like they're cute yeah you wouldn't think anything of that of that yeah yeah then again when you have your stuffed clown that sits in the corner of the room true i didn't have one of those possesses your body with oh my god (laughs) i was so scared of like stuffed clowns when i was a kid and then in march of 2016 there were two americans with a tour guide and they were driving back to their hotel in Zimbabwe's. I'm going to say this as best as I can. Mosieo Tunya National mm-hmm. Park. I have no idea if I said that right. That was perfect. Right. That was great. Thank you. So their name is Daniel and Laura Kaur. Daniel is a veterinarian. And they saw these two giraffes just walking near the path. So the guide was like, hey, we can pull over and you guys can take some pictures. It's going to be amazing. So they were there. They were filming the giraffes. They didn't get too close. But he said out of the corner of his eye, he saw a really big giraffe coming directly at him. And he's a veterinarian. He knows what a hostile animal looks like. Sure. He's like, he didn't lay his ears back, didn't stomp, didn't make any kind of noise, just walked slowly up the game trail, but just he had a feeling. There's actually a video of this part of it because the wife was still filming. And so they say when the giraffe was about 20 yards away that the guide picked up a branch and you can see this in the video was kind of waving it in the air to scare it away. And he said about 30 seconds after that, he walked up to see what was going on and he heard the guide scream run. (laughs) And then he's like, in Africa, when your guide screams run, it's bad. Yeah. Like you just need to freaking run. And especially a giraffe, like a, a grown tall man can fit completely underneath the belly of a giraffe. I mean, that's a big animal to be lumbering at you. So even if you start running... I think, too, I don't imagine them as big as they actually are. Yeah, They're mostly, and I'll talk about it later, they're taller than a human typically even when they're first born, especially a human like me. (laughs) So he said the giraffe took one more step and he swung its head like a wrecking ball, which I can't... I just can't hear the word wrecking ball anymore anyway. What's his or what's her name? Are you talking about Miley Cyrus? <laughs> Miley Cyrus on a wrecking ball. <laughs> like a wrecking ball. <laughs> That's what the giraffe was singing. Oh, totally. <laughs> That's puts, why I was mad. You know, it <laughs> it puts the my stuffed animal giraffe into a whole new perspective, the head going around. <laughs> the wrecking ball. <laughs> It's just, I'm completely ruining your stuffed winging head. I still have it. I should take a picture of it. You should. Okay. So anyway, he swung it and he hit Daniel in the chest with his head. He said the impact lifted him into the air, threw him onto a pile of rocks. And he said, I've been hit by bulls because he's a veterinarian. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've been hit by bulls, kicked by horses. I played football all through college, but I've never been hit that hard in all my life. He said 10 feet away, his wife was laying on the ground playing dead. I love it. I love it. She just dropped to the ground. She was like, and I'm dead. I'm dead. It's like perfect. Um, So the giraffe wouldn't attack her. And he saw the giraffe pick up his right hoof. And I thought he's going to kill. Yeah. And fortunately, his wife had dropped her purse about a foot away, a foot and a half away from her body, her torso, he says. Instead of her, the giraffe had his eye on her purse. Oh. 
And his foot came back down on her purse and just exploded it, which is thank God. But I was like, I wonder what was in her purse. Right. Is her passport in there? <laughs> like she needs that stuff. So luckily they were okay. They both got to their feet, ran back to the, the vehicle and the, so the guy gunned it. Nice. Back, and they said they're in a cart, so I don't know how much he could gun it, but they're, they're like, just it was in like, like a golf cart. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like the battery's low. I'm we're laughing because they're okay. Yeah, we're not laughing because yes, yes, absolutely. If if you had said at any point that someone died, I, we would not. No, that's not awful. It's a harrowing tale. I'm yes. sure it was so scary. But we can laugh because they're 100% okay. Anyway, so after they got back. But he did get injured from this. He had a three-inch cut on his head and a big bruise because he flew and hit the rocks. Well, and giraffes have those little horns or whatever. Yeah. The, yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, there's a name. What if What if somehow he was able to just like grab onto the head of the just like arms and legs? There's pictures of lions doing that like on the neck of a giraffe. Maybe him being a veterinarian kind of helped because he had a good sense of animals, large animals sounds like he works with. So and I love that his wife played dead. So smart. Really smart. Threw her bag. They I wonder, were like, there's candy in here. Stop it. <laughs> I wonder if the guide was like, okay, listen, if you're in this situation, this is what you should do. I don't know if the guy, I think the guide was thrown off too, because I this isn't like giraffes aren't aggressive. Right. This isn't normal behavior. Mm. So it's not clear always why it happened. It right. happens. Yeah. And I think that that's like a running theme. It's like, we don't really know why they did this. It just. Well, I wonder if they, like we talked when about. When they have a calf, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I was thinking about how we talked about other ungulates, like cows, when we talked about moose. Moose. Well, yeah. but we know that moose are aggressive, aggressive anyway. and we know that yeah. steers are you know yeah, so yeah. they can be aggressive but mm-hmm. giraffes aren't known to be aggressive right we'll talk about it more later but it's more fear-based they're reacting because they're scared or they're really bothered something is just not cool with them so this one is not so great of an outcome and this is in may of 2018 wildlife cinematographer carlos carvalho i don't know if he worked for or was doing something for cnn but he died they say after a fatal run-in with a giraffe on set he was filming a feature at the Glen Affric country lodge they were filming with animals the filming ended and there was a giraffe and i'm not sure what they were filming but the giraffe was they say moved off set by some animal handlers that were there this, this reminded me of your episode about using animals in yeah, film tv stuff what they said is that maybe he went afterwards to get some additional footage of the giraffe maybe he just wanted some extra stuff that he could put in when he was there they say the animal swung his head and knocked the cameraman off his feet they rushed him to the hospital but he died from injuries because that is a heavy duty blow although he had the safety briefing they said he ventured too close who knows but it's just that you feel like they're not gonna do anything to you they said that this was a giraffe named gerald and that gerald the giraffe Gerald. and they just you know he has a name he was there they were working with him all day He probably Mm -hmm. felt like it was completely fine and safe to go get some extra footage of this giraffe. I remember seeing some video, and it's kind of an old one. I don't know if you ever saw it or somebody listening has seen it, where there's like a reporter standing next to a giraffe and talking, and the giraffe swings his head and like knocks the reporter down. Jeez. I mean, it's not, yeah, Yeah. it looks like that had to have hurt Mm -hmm. real bad. I mean, that's like a large head just coming at you. Yeah. And with all the muscles in the neck and everything. One more I'm going to talk about. And this is 2018. This was in September. Dr. Katie Williams. She's a biologist. She's uh, 35 at the time. She's American. Um, her husband is British. His name is Sam Williams. Dr. Sam Williams. He's a conservation biologist. They have a little boy. His name is Finn. He was three at the time. Her husband, Sam, had gone out for a run on the trail. They were living in this wildlife estate, also in the same area, which is the Limpopo province. In South Africa. In South Africa, Mm -hmm. yeah. So they were living in this blind wildlife estate, which I'm like, how freaking cool is that? The husband had gone for a run. It was about 6 p.m. And I think they were just waiting for him and just kind of like walking around outside, like getting some evening time, nature time with your kid. When they were attacked by a female giraffe, and it was only about, they say, 150 meters from their house, they were being trampled. When her husband came back, he scared the giraffe away. They realized that the female giraffe had a two-month-old calf probably saw them as a threat so they were both really critically injured they were rushed to the hospital the little three-year-old he had to have 
pressure release from his brain because there was swelling mm-hmm. and he was put into a coma, like right. an in, like induced an coma. Induced coma. And then Katie had to go through some long operations. She had a very long recovery. Luckily, they've both fully recovered, back to normal. Everything's fine. Sadly, the Blyde Wildlife Estate ended up moving that mother giraffe and the calf to a new location, but the calf didn't survive. And it, I could not find anywhere why. And I'm sure they just don't want to say, but they said, according to the spokesperson for the estate, all necessary precautions were taken and all legal legal requirements were adhered to. I wonder why they moved her. Is it like a situation where, okay, she's done this attack and so she's like going to be aggressive towards humans, so they're going to move her? Well, I know that these two people who are biologists were like, do not kill these animals. We yeah. understand this is nature and this things happen. I mean, right. it wasn't them that requested it, but probably the estate was like, we should move her somewhere away from people just in case. It's a wildlife estate. That's what it says. Like the Blyde wi- Wildlife Estate. <laughs> it's for wildlife. That's just... Yeah. So, yeah. so I'm not sure how far they moved her and I don't know mm. why the calf didn't make it. You know, the staff were all devastated by that. Yeah. That's all I could find. Sounds like calves have a hard time anyway in a lot of situations. Mostly though, in the wild, they are constantly being attacked by lions because right. vulnerable. Very vulnerable. So, all right. That's... Uh... Well, those are fun. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but I, you know, I mean, this is what we talk about. Yeah, sure. We chose this. Even though we think that this animal is very docile, very Mm -hmm. gentle, that I think the lesson here is to always keep your distance. Yes. And always treat any wild animal with respect. Keep your distance. Observe from a far distance. If they're like walking towards you and you're like, it's so cool. I'm going to take some more pictures. No, Mm -hmm. just go away. Pretend like they're all Gustavs. Yeah. Also, I think when we talk about giraffes through this whole thing, it makes you wonder, especially that it's all happening in this one, seems like in this one area, there's been a lot of incidents, Mm -hmm. that it makes you think that what are we doing? Right. If they're not known to be aggressive and they don't usually attack, then what is it? Is that like an area where people do trophy hunting for giraffes? I'm going to talk about that. I don't know that. I don't think that specific area, but there Mm. are areas. But you can't look up giraffes and threats or attacks or human conflict without reading about it. it. Oh, the pictures. Anyway, let's talk about giraffes. Their name, their scientific name is Giraffa Camelopardalis. That was great. Camelopardalis. Think about it. Camelopardalis. Okay. This is because there was a giraffe brought from Alexandria by Julius Caesar in 46 BC. And it was the first to be seen in Europe. And he was like, this is an amazing creature. Look at it. It's so amazing. It looks like part camel and part leopard. Therefore, we will name it Camelopardalis. (laughs) A camelopard. Oh, wait a minute. Camelopard. So it's like a leopard. But they say leopard. Camelopard. That's amazing. It's like a liger. It's okay. So I recently saw a TikTok (laughs) of a guy who took his poodle, like a big poodle, Uh to a groomer and had the groomer make his dog look like a giraffe. That's amazing. So it's like a giraffe, a canine, a camel of something or other. Camel, a canine. There's a whole article about giraffes and, well, not it's not all about giraffes, but just Julius Caesar and all these animals. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. That's pretty awesome. But I love it. The camel, it's a part camel and a part leopard. Look at this. Perfect. So we all know they're herbivores. I won't go into that. Their average lifespan in the wild, 25 years. They grow up to, uh, 14 to 19 feet But there was one recorded at 20 feet. Sorry, all of our uh, non-US listeners, I don't have that. Can you please change that into meters? I Uh, don't have it in meters. I'm trying to think of what it was in the gators. I think it was like six meters, like 5.6 meters or something. Just sorry. And then uh, the weight, 17,000 to 2,800 pounds. So we're talking at least over a ton, around a ton. A ton is 2,000 pounds for those who don't know. And then they're listed on the IUCN red list status as vulnerable which is one step below threatened but they just reached that in the near recent past so i'll talk about that just bringing it always back to crocodiles basically it's like if if (laughs) let's not bring it back to crocodiles (laughs) it's like if gustav were standing on his hind legs i did actually think about that not on his hind legs on his tail on his tail yeah oh my god which would be frightening they just the genetics just keeps getting more and more precise Mm -hmm. over time that they decided that there is one species the giraffa camelopardalis with nine subs okay and anybody who's like a real giraffe expert you may correct me on that but that was the most recent information i could find 
Megan, yes, I'll sir. buy your next coffee if you can tell me what a group of giraffes is called. Okay, 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 okay. That next uh, double well, we, espresso. We know. <laughs> I've been really getting into espresso recently. It's her Italian. It is. Side. I bought a Belletti. It's so awesome. Anyway, okay. It's Well, we know it's not a clouder because that's a group of cats. Yeah. So is it something with the word giraffe in it? Are you going to give me any hints? No hints. Do you I want just a have hint? To fully, let's do a hint. It's something that is tall. Yeah. Is it related to trees in any way whatsoever? It's not. No. It's related to a structure that just, is very tall. Just roofs? No. I'm just going to tell you because oh this could yes, just go on forever. For, yeah. Yes. Let's hear cannot. Okay. 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 A group of giraffes is called a tower. What? I like it. It's like if they're all together, they, you could make a tower out of Or a herd. That's but a, I'm just saying. I was going to go with herd, but then I was like, <laughs> that can't be right. I, it's like the swarm of dragonflies. And I was just right. like, just disappointing. They can be found across the African plains. Mm-hmm. They use their long necks to reach leaves at the tops of trees, which is always what they say is the reason why they have long necks, mm-hmm. because they were getting outcompeted at the lower level leaves. When they went to the higher leaves, they got more food, which helped give them their group name as they're so tall, they're called towers and they tower over bushes and other animals. Interesting. Giraffes evolved from antelopes, some of whom happened to have longer necks than others. So between the span of 15 and 9 million years ago, these antelopes evolved in animals that looked like giraffes in existence today. So a long time ago, antelopes had longer necks. But some scientists believe that the reason they have long necks is a sexual selection that allowed for that. So they could proliferate, aka Make have a lot more, more sex. Because the males will fight with each other and they fight by neck swinging, wrestling. Swinging the neck. Oh, uh, yes. Which yes. is your giraffe. Yes. Maybe they evolved these longer, stronger necks. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't really make sense for females, does it? It doesn't. Yeah. So that's why other scientists are like, no. I think it is to get the higher vegetation. So there's some back and forth on that. Maybe it's just like a secondary benefit to yeah. having a super long neck. You, you can eat better. That's great. Uh-huh. That helps you. But then also you can grapple. Grapple the hell males. out of yeah. Yes. Males are bulls. Females are cows. The young are calves. Easy. There you go. They're found in Africa. Savannah. I already mentioned that their favorite food are acacia leaves. Their nemesis are lions. Males are bigger. So those horns on the top of their head, yeah, they're called ossicones. Or, I don't know if I'm saying it right because I couldn't find the right pronunciation. O-S-S-I-C-O-N-E-S. Ossicones. Thank you. Yeah. I wanted to make sure I was saying it right. I'm like, that's how I think it is, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> you like how like I'm really like absolutely Jen you always do that where you're like that's what it is and I'm like (laughs) okay I always sound like I know what I'm talking about but in actuality I have no idea (laughs) so you don't know if it's right somehow I just I have like a weird confidence for those kinds (laughs) of things yeah and there were times that I'm like okay and then I looked it up and I'm like you were wrong the whole (laughs) time (laughs) it's really wrong and I'm like oh okay yeah Uh Anyway, so they have, we'll just say ossicones. It sounds good. And any of you giraffe enthusiasts can just correct me. So the males are usually 16 to 18 feet and the females are 15 feet. Mm -hmm. And they're also the heavier side over a ton. Neck length is six to eight feet. Just the neck. Their tails are 32 to 40 inches, which that's long. That's like three feet. Sorry to everybody in meters. The, but the record height, like I said earlier, is at 20 feet. And the record weight was 4,200 pounds. And I imagine Dang. that was just like a chubba wubba. He was getting, getting all the leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Some happen. They can go at a top speed of 37 miles per hour. But apparently if they do run that fast, they can trip over their legs. I think that's the thing that makes them approachable, right? Is that you just, they seem like they wouldn't be very graceful runners. They don't seem like it. And there was actually recently at the Dallas Zoo, there was a a calf that died. Well, they had to euthanize. Oh, no. They had three giraffes die in a row. One was a calf. Two were older, like 15 to 17, that both had some sort of liver problem. And then the younger one was running with a bunch of adults and his foot went into like some sort of hole or something kind of started to trip and another adult behind it hit him and completely just snapped his leg in a horrible way. Uh, I'm sure that wasn't fun for anybody. They say that they happily kind of gallop around about 10 miles an hour. I've always kind of wondered this about horses and ungulates when they break their legs. What is it? They just cannot heal ever. I never get that. Like you can't just put them in a cast. Is that a stupid thing to ask? I don't know. Like, I think it depends on the break. I imagine because they just stand all the time, mostly, that you'd have to kind of elevate them 
And maybe it's just so expensive and they get infections and there's, uh, I, but I don't know because neither one of us are equine people. Right. I've always wanted to know about that. How, you know, when you watch Westerns. And they and, have to shoot them. Yeah. And it's like the horse broke its leg and they're like, well, I got to shoot this horse. And you're like, why? Somebody tell us. Yeah. I we, mean, we I want to know. It, I really need to I, know. It would be fun to hear from somebody that yeah. really knows. We have a couple of listeners that are really into horses, have it's horses true. and could tell us like in a second. They're like, you idiots. This is why. <laughs> Listen, she's like a I reptile just, person. I, I, sea turtles over here. We just don't know all the things of all the things. Right. Well, because, you know, when you do like reptile stuff with especially very small, rep, this is very small reptiles and amphibians, mm-hmm. you could clip off a digit. The front, you know, the very first digit, yeah. not the whole thing, but, you know, just the tip. It just grows back. It's fine. Put a little neosporin, they're fine. <laughs> it's neosporin. like a, it's a, an accepted way to tag them. Oh, hey, sea turtles, I used to see them all the time as seen a flipper. It's not great, but they, yeah, but they, they still manage. They manage. So yeah. I, I can't wrap my mind around, wait, we just got to put it down. You know, like, but why? I want to say, but this mm-hmm. could be totally wrong, that they can fix it now, but it's right. just di- very difficult for the horse. Sure. And it's like maybe then that horse can't do what it used to do. I guess. Again, right, right, yeah. right, right. Or the time it would take to heal and keep them off that leg. But sure. I, maybe they can do it now. And I just don't know. So well, and it's not like you ever see three legged horses. No, this ever. Is, that's no. not a thing. Yeah. When they have babies, they have they're around five years old. They gestate for 15 months. Well, pregnancy right there. But they have a live birth. Their babies are 150 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> And at birth, their height is five and a half to six feet. That's bigger than you. Just in ge- <laughs> like you are smaller than a baby giraffe. Like, Can I think a just- giraffe would more happily birth me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just- if a giraffe birthed you, they'd be like, oh, that was nice. That was that was not that so was bad. Easy. That was easy. <laughs> I just, but then they'd look at me and be like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> this is not right. <laughs> this is not what I wanted. Charles, this is not our baby. <laughs> and I'm like, meh. Anyway, so. <laughs> that was just weird. Okay, weird. so they're raised by their mother, the mother only, not the father. The father just pieces out. They usually only have one live birth. Rarely they'll have twins, which I would just, that's so cute if they did. At birth, they can see, they have fur, and they have their little osicones, but they're folded. Oh, wait, so they like pop up later? Yeah. Like a little pop up? They're book? soft. They get hard later. And they can stand up and start walking around 30 minutes after they're born. Like, come on. What's with our kids? We just need to gestate them longer. (laughs) No. They wean at 9 to 12 months and they're Mm -hmm. fully independent by the time they're like 15 to 18 months. By a year and a half, they're just like, I'm good. Talk about if they're in danger. There are some subspecies that are listed as threatened, but overall, like I said, they're listed as vulnerable. The giraffe's closest relative is the Akapi. They're the last survivors of the once much more. There were a lot more, I guess, different animals within the giraffidae family, but that's the only one that's left. And those Akapis are solitary, forest dwelling, and rarely seen, whereas the giraffe is just... They're like the poster child for Africa. Yeah, but yeah, you can't miss them. Right now, today, the giraffe is the tallest animal on earth no fossil trail exists yet although it's assumed that giraffes developed crazy physique and out survived its relatives by reaching the treetops that's it's kind of going back to that um about that the taller individuals were able to eat the leaves and fruits unavailable to the shorter guys down below you know had more competition i forgot to mention this but their neck weighs 600 pounds Jesus. Isn't that insane? The giraffe's shoulder region is towering with a highly elongated pectoral girdle, which gives the illusion that the front legs are longer than the rear. Front and rear legs are about the same length, however, around five and a half to six feet. And it does look like that because the way that their neck just goes, they look taller in the front with right. shorter back legs, but that's not... Optical illusion. It is. It's an optical illusion. They have a relatively short back and it has vertebrae of median size and the vertebrae of the neck are stretched out to about 11 inches long. So we have seven neck vertebrae. Most mammals do and so do they. But whereas ours are like a half inch or an inch, theirs are like, like just 11 inches. Yeah. In between their neck vertebrae, they have these muscles and reinforced ligaments that anchor to vertebrae between the shoulder blades blades and it's like a hump where the back and the neck meet they also have like a really long tongue 
that's like 18 inches long and it's blue. So they can reach out even further because they said that a lot of the acacia trees have these crazy thorns on them. Uh-huh. And they're able to kind of use their tongue to get the leaves and everything without like and work around those thorns. Giraffes live in very loose groups of 30 to 40. So sometimes you'll see them together and sometimes you'll see them spread out. Mostly they're related. They're not territorial and their social structure is very peaceful and cooperative. And oh. we read a little bit about giraffes and how they socialize. Remember the females? There were two articles I think you talked about yeah. that was an important it was important for female giraffes to have female friend giraffes. Yes, they like cooperate. They yeah. cooperatively help each other. Yes, right. raise babies mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And then the other one was that Females who no longer can reproduce still stick around to like grandmother baby giraffes yes. and like teach them the way. Which was kind of similar with the orcas too. Yeah. Remember? I don't think they go into menopause per se. Right. Like yeah. pilot wells. Right. Orcas and humans. That was different. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. They say that although the giraffe is the tallest animal by mammal standards, they're very peaceful. Even aggression between adult bulls is limited to largely harmless necking displays. Which I, when I think of necking, it makes me think of like the old term for like making out. <laughs> heavy, heavy petting. Yeah. It's yeah. just kind of funny. When you think about it, that they're so peaceful and not aggressive, then why are these things happening right. with people? So males and females, one of the reasons they work together, is the, so the younger members of the herd are protected mm-hmm. because they're such easy targets. I mean, with any herd of any animals, that's what they go after. There's some horrific video. I didn't watch it, but it's about a mother and the calf, and they're kind of by themselves, and some lions come, and they just basically kill and eat her calf in front of her. I mean, it's nature. It's the circle of life. We know what happens. Lions got to eat i get it i just don't want to watch it that's all it's sad they also take turns looking out for each other while others are drinking and napping hmm. i'm going to talk a little bit more about their napping and or and drinking like how much they sleep and how they drink water it's weird back to their society they have a fission fusion society meaning that groups come together and break apart freely oh. friendships and alliances are loose and varied they're cool like either way whatever we'll s- i'll see you later or if not if, if you're busy it's fine they seem like the complete pacifists of the animal kingdom they're just like whatever yeah I, well, i'm interested to know how big their hooves are because i'm just thinking about their size i'm gonna tell you given the fact that giraffe's legs are longer than most humans are tall it's not surprising that they pack a really powerful punch if they want to. They say, in fact, a giraffe's kick can generate an impact of 2,000 pounds of force per square inch. Yes, PSI. Um, That's about the same as the strongest kick ever recorded from a horse and a lot more powerful than a kangaroo kick. Dang. So for humans, the most powerful impact recorded in Thai kickboxing, just so you know, is 450 PSI. But that's pretty strong. Like, that's, that's a badass yeah. kickboxer right there. That's insanity. And that is strong enough. That 450 is strong enough to fracture a skull or dislocate a jaw. So there was this one part of this that was like, could a giraffe knock a lion's head completely off? I was like, that's a fun. What teenage boy is asking experiment. this question? <laughs> like, what is happening right now? It's my son. <laughs> just see, that was his question that came yeah. out. Even more dangerously and unlike a horse, a giraffe can kick in any direction. Sidekick? They can like sidekick, back kick, front kick. They're not kicking out of aggression, it says, because it's only when frightened or attempting to defend itself. They say evolution has made sure that it's a kick is strong enough to disable or kill a predator, which is why it's that even like lions or the fiercest carnivores will rarely attack an adult giraffe Mm. unless they're just like really desperate really hungry right how do giraffes sleep you ask yes i know you're asking me that right now i have a lot of questions see Um, i see how interesting they are that's why i was like we have to do i have to do a giraffe episode because they're so cool they seem like we already know everything right but you don't you knew their head spin around in a weird way because you had that toy that's all you knew well let me tell you how they sleep because they don't really It's pretty amazing, though, because they're always on the move. They're always eating. Even overnight, it was once thought that they didn't sleep at all. But after lots of biologists sitting around watching them with their binoculars, (laughs) they figured it out that they sleep about one to two hours a day. And it's only in like few minutes at a time. They take like mini power naps. Mom naps. Mom naps. (laughs) Like, just don't. I'm just resting my eyes. (laughs) Maybe that's why they don't live after like 25. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They're just so damn tired. Like if giraffes ever unlock the key to sleeping, like a good night's sleep, they're going to live forever. That for real. They say that adults generally sleep standing up. 
Mm-hmm. And the, the little ones, the calves, will lie down and like they kind of roll up and rest their head on their butt. Like a cat. Megan, I know your other question yeah. is, what kind of sound does a giraffe make? I- what does a giraffe say? <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of people think they don't make any sound at all. Right. Wrong. What? They are, in fact, diverse in vocalizations. What? They grunt, snort. They make flute-like noises, which I know you'll appreciate. Like jazz flute? <laughs> Except jazz flute. <laughs> the long neck yeah. that's so amazing <laughs> they don't do it a lot it's infrequent and these are those biologists that sat there forever and they set up like little recording devices yeah those are the heroes jen thank you to all of you who endured that they say that the loudest giraffe calls are from baby giraffes separated from their mother And those are robust guttural grunts that sound very much like the calls of a large adult deer, such as an elk. I have no sound bites today. I'm really sorry. Well, I'm done then. Look, I'll try and make the sound. Is it like... (laughs) (laughs) Is that what a large adult deer sounds like? (laughs) I would think it's like... (laughs) Oh, yeah, maybe... Perfect. Did you like that? That was great. I don't know, because I just think about what the deer here on Guam sound like. It's frightening. It's like hate them a demon in the night the philippine deer they're creepy looking they're oh, just not they're creepy and, they and their bark, bark their is bark is so sounds possessed um hellhounds yeah in the in the woods like they're going to come and they're gonna like rip your face off eat your heart out definitely and take it back down to the depth the dark depths of hell yeah <laughs> poor deer they're probably like no we're Dear. The length between the lungs and vocal cords could be the reason why there's like they can't make a lot of sound because there's a long way for it to go. <laughs> it has to go all yeah. the way. Yeah. It's a long ways. Research has also found that giraffes make sounds we simply can't hear because they're too low of frequency. Oh, like and we talked about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. In 2015, it was discovered and documented that giraffes in zoos hummed to each other, which I just love that so much. It just what? makes them so much more wholesome. Doesn't it? And the humming was only at night and only in the dark. Like lullabies. And far too low for human ears. I have a a couple of like fun facts real quick. Just like human fingerprints, no two giraffes have the same coat pattern. And here's the answer to your question. About drinking? Oh, okay. About their feet. (gasps) Giraffe's feet are the size of a dinner plate. So the diameter is like 30 centimeters. There you go. There's some centimeters for you. Jeez. A dinner plate. In some populations, this is another sad fact, over 50% of all giraffe calves do not survive their first year oh no a giraffe's neck is too short here's the drinking part to reach the ground so to drink they have to splay out their legs and i'm sure you've seen this oh yeah and bend their knees so they can lower their necks to the surface of the water and for this reason they only drink once every few days whoa even when there's water like readily available they don't drink regularly if at all too bad they didn't figure out a way to like put their back legs on another giraffe and kind of like tip themselves over. <laughs> they just topple over. To protect the giraffe's brain, this is another, because think about their heads like way up there and the yeah. hearts are like way down here. Yeah. So to protect the giraffe's brain from sudden changes in blood pressure when it drinks, sure. the jugular veins have these crazy like elastic walls. And these large one-way valves that allow the veins to expand and prevent the blood from flowing back to the brain when the giraffe lifts its head, like, up and down. Because that would be awful. They're just like, oh, my God. <laughs> just pass <laughs> just, out. Just pass. So just constantly passing out. <laughs> it would not. Man. That, the, maybe early on that happened and they just never made. The evolution was like, eh. Not those guys. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. You're not going forward. They're like my great, 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 great aunt was just, she had really bad vertigo. <laughs> just really bad. She never had kids. And then they said also, alternatively to help fight gravity when blood returns to the heart from the giraffe's feet, their blood vessels are thickly walled and muscled and the skin on the legs is tight to act like giant compression socks. So they have, the, these are like unique adaptations. They've been studied by scientists at NASA. What? To get inspiration for humans in spacesuit. I mean, that makes sense. And speaking of all the blood and everything, their heart is ginormous and weighs 25 pounds, um, which is 11 kilograms. Oh, um, yeah. And the average resting heart rate is 40 to 90 beats per minute. Pretty similar. Yeah. Right? 
to wow. us. I don't know. What's your resting heart rate? 105. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so while people thought the giraffe had a larger heart compared to other mammals to pump blood around its body, it's actually not true. It's actually just the giraffe's heart has a thicker muscle mm. on the left side, on the ventricle side of the heart, so it can generate enough force to fight gravity. Push it out. Wow. Yep. I think this is um, easy. What is their their threat? Yeah. Lions. That makes sense. I, I think there's other predators. There's a picture I think I included on this of a giraffe trampling and killing a hyena. Right. Which I'm like, good on you. I get it that hyenas are meant to be there, but don't you just hate them? Aren't they're, they just the worst? The, it, I, apologies as, to anybody who loves Listen, hyenas. we're all, I mean, I as a biologist, I feel like I have to be accepting of all animals, but sure. I just, it's just hard. I mean, I'm not accepting of dolphins. I, I think I've made that really clear on this podcast. Right. That dolphins are jerks. Agree to disagree. <laughs> Someone is doing really good PR for them. <laughs> listen if you ever saw the simpsons episode there's some truth to that one you saw that one right with the dolphins yeah where they all come up and start murdering everybody yes yes hyenas are i think just really good opportunists but just the noise they make they're so it's the creepiness they're so creepy and it's the kind of smiley face oh yeah the kind of like ah, like the the what you just said it the other day what is that smile the oh the glasgow glasgow kind of it has that feeling yeah of just super creep anyway let's go back to giraffes giraffes once occupied much of the savannah savannah woodlands of africa Mm -hmm. but now they only remain in a fraction of that range according to the IUCN's 2016 which is pretty outdated right now but their estimate giraffes have undergone a 36 to 40 percent population decline Mm. that's huge in the last 30 years so they say today roughly 97,500 giraffes remain in Africa I have another number below might be a little different but that's compared to the 150,000 plus giraffes recorded in Africa in 1985 within the three last generations they've gone down that mm-hmm. much. This is my whole point of talking about giraffes. It's not because they're awesome and cute and interesting, but mm-hmm. also because of this article I read in Scientific America. It's called Giraffes Under Threat, Populations Down 40% in Just 15 Years. And this is a little bit of an older article. It's from November of 2014. It talks about iconic beloved animals disappearing. Mm-hmm. So 15 years ago, like in this one, it says 140,000 giraffes roamed the plains. And today it's plummeted more than 40%. According to the Giraffe Conservation Foundation. As with so many other species, the cause of this decline includes habitat loss, mm. habitat fragmentation, overhunting, and poaching. A little bit of all of these. Those last two are blowing my mind a little bit. Yeah. So unfortunately, <laughs> they say the decline occurred with little fanfare or public attention. No one really was paying any attention. This is actually a quote from Kathleen Garrigan. She's a senior communications officer for the African Wildlife Foundation. She said, for comparison's sake, while there are warnings and alarm bells ringing about the imminent extinction of the African elephant as a result of poaching crisis, a situation not in any way to be minimized. Yeah. There are an estimated 450,000 African elephants compared to 80,000 giraffes. So just, it's not to say that we shouldn't be focusing on elephants. It's just to kind of make a comparison that we're putting so much energy into conserving elephants, but nobody's paying attention to this really pretty insane decline in the population of giraffes. So scientists haven't given much attention to giraffes until the past five or so years. This is from 2014. So mm-hmm. it's probably a little bit better now. And they're learning a lot more about their ecology. But what they still know is way behind. They don't know as much as they should compared to other species. Mm-hmm. They said they went to Google Scholar oh, and they yeah. found fewer than 70 papers about giraffes. Oh, wow. Published compared to 160 that have been published for African elephants. There's not as much research. But lately, we've seen some new articles. We've, we have. We've talked about two of them. So mm-hmm. maybe since this 2014 article, there's been a like a concerted effort. effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although several organizations have committed work toward protecting giraffes and the conservation of efforts as a whole have lagged behind. Even the Giraffe Conservation Foundation, which works throughout the species range, did not have any full-time employees until this year, until oh, 2014. Wow. They had one. I don't know how many they have now. When you think about elephants, especially African elephants, you think mm-hmm. about tusks, right? That's like the first thing. Yeah. If you think about lions, people might poach or hunt lions because they're ferocious and a beast that you're going to conquer. Mm-hmm. But it's like giraffes. I'll tell you why. 
Okay. Some populations have responded well from some conservation, like this place called the West Africa African Giraffe, which is in Niger, Mm -hmm. has rebounded from 50 animals in the mid-1990s to 400. Oh. That's because the Niger government started to put policies in place to protect giraffes. The protected status in Niger has made a difference in the population size, but it's also made a difference in the giraffe behavior. In Niger, now you can get closer to the giraffes than you could before, which, I mean, maybe for a biologist or somebody working there, that's something. And that just goes to show that they're not as scared of hunters. Right. That's a nice little like mini study, something you could replicate in other areas. Like how, however they're managing giraffes in that one little population. Oh, oh, oh yeah. You could replicate it in other right. populations. The reason that they're being poached, especially in areas where there's a lot of par- poverty or they're war-torn areas, people are poaching them for their meat oh. and their hide. And also in some places they use their tail is something that's like a status symbol in certain part in certain countries the in Africa. Or a country. I can't remember which one it is, but the tail. So they use all different parts of the giraffe, but they get poached for these parts. Mm. But there's a lot of meat on it. It's a huge animal. For that, I would understand if people are starving and they kill an animal for food. Killing an animal to take its tail seems like a wild, wrong thing. Yeah. There's a lot of research being done. People are pulling together more data needed to quantify the status for the whole species and mm-hmm. all nine subspecies. And that information will be used to update the listing with the IUCN because it's listed as vulnerable and they want to uplist to threaten so they have more protection. Like I said, when you search giraffes and you put in attacks or deaths or anything, all these pictures of white, mostly female hunters are sitting with a big gun with a dead giraffe. I kid you not. Ladies? There's a lot. If you look up like giraffe and big game hunting, yeah, it fills your screen. I pulled one article because this particular woman mm-hmm. had killed a rare black giraffe, mm. this trophy hunter, um, and has said she ate the animal and turned its skin into a gun case. And this person, she's American. American. This is Tess Thompson Talley. She went on CBS to defend her actions because people saw the photo and they were like death threats. You know, like people oh, yeah. are like, what the hell is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. worldwide we're gonna do an episode on this if you have not listened to previous episodes and you're just tuning in now <laughs> we have talked about hunting many times that we are okay with wildlife management hunting done in a sustainable way mm-hmm. we're totally fine with that you eat the animal for your family's needs yes. indigenous cultures Especially, hunting yeah. for that absolutely we don't want to say that hunting is bad we are ourselves not you know vegan or anything like that so where i mean i don't think but when you got tess thompson tally from odessa texas (sighs) right going to africa to kill a rare giraffe I mean, any kind of giraffe. And make a gun case out of it? Come on. Anyway, so she tried to defend her actions, saying that they, meaning the animals, are put there for us. We harvest them and we eat them. When she was questioned about killing the black giraffe during her trip to South Africa, she laughed and said he was delicious. Then she displayed the gun case she had made using the dead giraffe skin. And she said, this is a part of the black giraffe that I shot, something I can take around with me and have on my hunt. And she said she also had some decorative pillows made out of him and everybody loves them. I don't love them. I don't know. I hate them. She also took part in a live studio debate with uh, a group of panelists, including Gail King. <laughs> I, I, I gotta find this. I haven't watched it yet. I wasn't really going to talk about the trophy hunting thing, yeah. but I just couldn't help it because it was just so... And also there's some comments from Ricky Gervais and I was like, I have to include <laughs> this. During that discussion, she claimed her hunting trips were actually helping the animal world rather than harming it. She said, we are preserving. We are managing herds. We're managing numbers of wildlife. She said, I'm proud to be a hunter. I am proud to hunt and I am proud of killing that giraffe. She became notorious at that time when she struck a series of celebratory poses next to the corpse of the giraffe. Mm. I believe this was in 2017. I guess these photos were uh, on an account called Africa Digest. It said, white American savage who is partly Neanderthal (gasps) comes to Africa and shoots down a very rare black giraffe, courtesy (gasps) of South Africa. I won't read the whole thing. But anyway, Deborah Messing called her disgusting, vile, amoral, heartless, selfish murderer. Ricky Gervais tweeted sarcastically, well done, you managed to shoot a stationary 14-foot peaceful creature with a high-velocity rifle. 
very sporting. And he raged again on Facebook. I'm sick of trophy hunters trying to excuse their grim sport by saying they provide a surface. So big game hunting is permitted in most African nations because governments say that the revenue it generates Mm. helps fund conservation efforts. And so they get these wealthy hunters, mostly from America. Right. They pay up to 60,000 euros to track and kill fully grown, a fully grown elephant. Um, Other popular animals, of course, lions, leopards, rhinos, buffalo, and deer. Mm -hmm. And all the visitors have to purchase a license to hunt. A license for an elephant, for example, is more costly than one for a lion. And some nations completely outlawed big game hunting. Botswana, for example, argues it can become an exclusive tourist destination that brings in more cash than it loses from the hunting ban. Anyway, that's just a little, just a little throw in because that picture is so disgusting and it's so sad. Yeah. And I totally agree with Ricky. It's like, wow, you shot this big, sweet, eating some friggin' eating acacia some leaves, leaves, hanging out. How was there a thrill in that? But when someone who's trophy hunting an animal who is listed on the IUCN as a vulnerable, how is that managing a population? It is not. Right. It was. And I think in some areas still is very legal. Right. That's all I'm going to say about that. I Mm -hmm. mean, there's really nothing else. I just think those people suck. Recently, I watched Squid Game. Oh. Like, everyone has watched Squid Game. And then a lot of Korean dramas or, like, Asian drama stories, mm-hmm. they'll sometimes have an American. Oh, yeah. Who shows up. <laughs> you told me about this. <laughs> so, yeah. And my thing I've been saying to people is, like, yeah, it's like they went out and they found some tourist from Texas. And they were like, can you just come in here and run some lines for this thing we're doing? Because they want, like, an authentic American. But it's, like, not it's like the an worst, authentic American. the worst. <laughs> like, super stereotypical Texan. Which, I mean, on the flip side, I have to say that a lot of American movies put stereotypical, the American thinks an Asian is like. Right, right. Yeah, just really, I think about like Rush Hour or something, you know, like Mm -hmm. those kind of stereotypes that Americans put into our movies. So it's like, fine, you know, like we, yeah, yeah, we should just eat that. (laughs) But there is a guy in Squid Game who's a Texan, and I don't think this is spoiling anything for anybody, shows up and he's just obnoxious. like the worst. And his wife is Tess Thomas Talley. Yeah, there you go. I'm going to talk about this one last thing because it was just so cool. And it is kind of like a new science news thing. Oh. And it fits right in. So I'm just going to throw it in. It was in Smithsonian Magazine. And this was from April of 2021 oh. of this year. And it's the last two giraffes rescued from a disappearing island in Kenya. Oh. I know. So many question marks popping <laughs> up around your head. What? So on April 12th of this past year, wildlife authorities and conservationists completed ferrying two final giraffes off a sinking island in Lake Baringo in Kenya. And this is where the Rothschilds giraffes are coming in. For many years, Rothschilds giraffes have lived on a peninsula in the lake. The lake's water levels have been slowly rising over time. And in 2020, they had these crazy torrential rains and it caused a lot of flooding and it covered a stretch of the giraffe's peninsula and turned it into like this muddy shrinking island. So there were nine giraffes that became stranded with very limited resources available to them. The wildlife rangers decided that they needed to put something in action to get these giraffes off what became an island. The Rothschild's giraffe had lost about 80% of its population in the Mm. last 30 years. So they got hit real hard, making it one of the most imperiled giraffe subspecies. So out of a population of less than 3,800 live in Kenya. So only 3,000. So let's, what? You can shoot them, right? You need to to manage that population. I mean, it's 3,000. Let's get a cap on that. I know. When the giraffes first became stranded on the island, these Ruko wildlife rangers, they started taking food over, delivering food for them, which is pretty cool. That's adorable. But then they realized realize that that they just can't sustain that they can't sustain that (laughs) they need to come up with a better solution the flood became even worse so what they did was they built this uh ark was it an ark oh that's amazing so they had one giraffe named asiwa and she became separated from the rest of the herd because the flooding was got so bad that it kind of bisected the island again Mm-hmm. So they had to build this small vessel. They called it a G-raft. These are definitely scientists. I love it so much. That's so great. And what it is, is the G-raft was a barge. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically a barge. And I have a picture of it being kept afloat by 60 empty drums, which I love because, of course, because there's always 55-gallon drums everywhere because that's how you get fuel around. Anyway, they had these reinforced walls that they built up on the sides. 
So, you know, it's a giraffe. It's, like it's tall, tall enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's tall enough and pulled by a boat, like a little motorboat. In order to get a Siwa onto the raft, they had to sedate her. So they have, and I know they have this, like they can sedate an animal and then use a reversal drug really quickly. Right. So you can knock them down and then bring them back pretty quick because they didn't want it to last too long because when a giraffe is tranquilized, it'll fall on the ground and it can be in danger of choking on its own saliva. Oh, wow. Imagine this huge animal, right? Yeah. Or the blood pressure issue with the brain right right right? so in the brief period of time when the the giraffe is sedated the team covers its face with a blindfold and they set up guide ropes all around its shoulders so that it kind of holds it up and when the giraffe is able to walk the team gets it onto the raft so they just sedated enough so that they can like get walk it on i guess that just sounds is complicated very complicated this is why there are not a lot of giraffe scientists (laughs) this is why because it's a lot that's a lot (laughs) they had to watch them with binoculars just to see when they slept oh for one God. to two minutes out of a couple hours a day imagine how hard that was and get the sounds of them humming at night these are the real oh, heroes me. of the science world yes. That's what I think we've discovered today. Yes. Thank <clears throat> you. When the rescue raft was brought over, they said she was incredible. She was a very, very tough girl. So once they kind of got her up, you know, over to the barge, she just walked mm-hmm. right on. It looked like someone was walking a puppy on a Sunday afternoon. It was amazing. Oh, my gosh. Like walking a giraffe. Yeah, there's a picture of that. Once they got her onto the raft, it's a one mile journey to the, the nature park. It's a Ruka Wildlife Sanctuary, 4,400 acres. And so they're trying to get them from this little sinking peninsula. There were nine individuals total. So they recently got the last two was a mother and a calf named Narikoni and Noel. And they were stuck on a remote part of the landmass that was like the very last remote area. And they were able to get them over to the wildlife sanctuary. Yay. So that's some awesome conservation work right there people yeah that's a lot of effort i mean they really had to come up with some ideas i'm sure mm-hmm. they floated the ark idea <laughs> and they're like why just not a- just a giraffe <laughs> scientists of the year amazing i'm surprised we missed this for science news the organization to support is the Giraffe Conservation Foundation, which I brought up earlier. Great. And that's at giraffeconservation.org. And you can adopt a giraffe. Well, there we go. It's that easy. Mm-hmm. Um, they're dedicated to a sustainable future for all giraffe populations in the wild. Their objective is to raise awareness and support towards securing a future for a giraffe and the conservation of their habitat in Africa. More specifically, support the conservation of viable and existing habitats for giraffes, identify key threats in Africa and develop ways to mitigate them, raise awareness of and promote the value of giraffe conservation um, in African range states as well as internationally. I'm sure part of that is to show the benefits of not letting murderesses come in and shoot them. (laughs) Yeah. They do a lot of good stuff. It seems like they're kind of like a hub for reaching out to a lot of the like across the board. Mm -hmm. across the different countries in Africa and working with different organizations. So I think they're a good one. And I have all the links. There's like a million of them because... There was a lot, but uh, that's the story of the giraffes. And I I think that my main point, like I said, was that article I read that just not as much attention was Mm -hmm. going to giraffes and how the population was declining so rapidly. So I thought it'd be a good one to talk about. So Megan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It's that time. It's that time. I'm thinking about it. You were saying like, what if we hum them a song (laughs) at night? Because I love that whole humming, but you have to hum like really low out of our frequencies. I don't know. So I think what we're trying to avoid is being attacked by a draft or really we're trying to avoid scaring them we don't want to scare them we want to put them at ease yeah we want to make them feel good and just like that tiny twirling head giraffe did for me as a small child because it played a lullaby we still need to see that it sounds kind of creepy but okay it's amazing okay um it you know played a lullaby i think that if we were to come up with a low tone lullaby Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. we hum to the giraffe and help them reach that long time sleep that like (laughs) just been deep sleep like get them (laughs) to REM sleep so that they can extend their lives beyond 25 years (laughs) beyond 25 years they'll feel well rested maybe like we're like just lay down just take a nap just lay down right curl your head around on your butt yeah like 
I think like the kids do. I think a nice giraffe lullaby. Uh huh. And maybe some kind of pillow, like an ultra neck pillow, like the kind you use on the plane. <laughs> like if it's huge, the ultra neck pillow for the ultra neck. The most ultra. <laughs> the most. Neck. Ultra, the biggest neck pillow. Yeah, I think a good lullaby and the ultra neck pillow. That's what they need. Because they need to get some damn sleep. They need to feel more comfortable. Like I feel like I feel their pain. With anybody who's ever had a newborn. Yeah. Or even if you haven't had a newborn and you've like cared for animals all night, you know, yes. or fed something all night, but and it never ends. Baby kittens every three hours. Doing and the then butt you gotta rub. clean the butt. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And you don't sleep. Yep. You kind of live in that weird space. A- and things are weird. Things are weird. Things you're are just super not, weird. And you're just not quite normal. Right. That's what how giraffes live their whole life. So if they just had a good night's sleep with the ultra neck pillow and a nice giraffe lullaby i'm into it yeah and that's easy i mean a lullaby i mean come on you can do that you gotta just like hum pretty low yeah i won't do it again because i creeped megan out with my low hum (laughs) i was like where is that coming from (laughs) i was trying to do it out of human um... that was like almost throat singing (laughs) that's what that was i was like good god you didn't know who even knew (laughs) so talented jen is a bass (laughs) all this time (laughs) <laughs> anyway anyway and then uh, you could get an inflatable neck pillow yeah because like it, you can get for the plane you can take it you know yeah a deflated during the day you're gonna need a really big air pump <laughs> i mean <laughs> or just, else you're just blowing that thing forever gig- definitely you're gonna need an air pump you're yeah. just like this is a lot because i feel like it benefits everybody it's it's yeah. a very caring gesture it is yeah it's, it is there's a lot of there's a lot of love and thought into that mm-hmm. one. And who knows? Maybe, you know, if they get some sleep, they can, you know. Run faster. <laughs> have more babies. Increase their population. Murder some trophy hunters. <laughs> awesome. Times. I love it. Thank you for your story. I really enjoyed that. I'm glad. I realize it wasn't as um, ferocious as some of our other ones, but hopefully very interesting. Do we have some patrons? We do, Jen. We have three patrons to shout out. Nice. Uh, our first patron, I just want a special shout out to Laura who uh, wrote to us and she told us uh, so I've been listening pretty much nonstop since I found you I'm a teaching librarian and you've inspired me to do a unit on survival cool isn't that cool yeah so yes. she's having the kids research extreme locations create a dossier on pros and cons of being stranded there and then they're inventing an item that would help them survive in their chosen locale emergency preparedness kid what can we please see that list that's all i want that's amazing i want to see that i can't wait to see yeah that's awesome thank you so much laura yes and we can't wait to hear more about the project can i also give a shout out to our nancy thank you so much welcome to the nature nerd family you are now an official nature nerd and uh, our last official nature nerd for this week is rebecca kind of chat with rebecca here and there yeah rebecca sent us this i think it's hilarious it's uh like an article called Are Cats Good? An Important Study. It was on bad science jokes, bad underscore science underscore jokes. And it's basically like if you were to do a study on if cats are good, <laughs> it has like an abstract methods, results, uh, discussion, conclusion. So great. So That's great. amazing. She's also at Joshua Tree National Park right That's now. That's right. Yeah. So enjoy that. Anyway, be safe. Be safe. We've been getting amazing messages from people. We really appreciate it keep writing to us and we're going to try and remember although we forgot last week because it was halloween to post your pets on instagram yeah we're doing on the stories on sunday we're posting the pets that you guys share with us please keep sending them to us keep reaching out we love it and if you would like to become a patreon just go to our website click the link or you can go to our link tree and instagram and it's as easy as that just go to patreon and sign up it takes seconds it's amazing you'll become a certified and nature nerd another way you can support us is to subscribe rate and review on apple Podcasts. if you give us a five-star review we'll send you a sticker be sure to give us your address on the contact form on our website or email us at you're gonna die out there at gmail.com Another way you can support is go to our website and check out our sponsors. See if there's anything you'd like to order. There's links. You can get discounts. They're all zero waste or eco-friendly businesses that support us and we love them. And we're not going to read the ads, but you can go check it out. Be sure to 
follow us on Instagram and Twitter and wherever you get your podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, all of those things, click that follow button. That'll help us out as well. You can also send us ideas for topics that you would like to hear. Crazy stuff you found online. You can send that to our email or DM us on Instagram. And until next time. Don't die out there. Bye. Bye. Sorry, let me restate that. That's that. That was a big fat lie right there. Uh, so they're going to use these findings. They're <laughs> <I'm sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> just making shit up. <laughs> just making stuff up over here. Jk. Um, so no. well, I mean, you're start. You started the man eating with what? The Donner Party. Oh my god, that's different. <laughs> that's a survival story. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, okay. Well, anyway, so will you? They both got to their feet and they ran to the cart with the guide. What? It's just a bunch of Werther's originals. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my bad. Werther's originals and tissues. Like, that's it. I don't think they're that old. I mean, maybe. I know, but I'm just saying. <laughs> those those Brock's candies. Yeah. They're just like slightly melted. It's just hard candy. Because they've just been in there in our bag for a while. And it gets embedded in the giraffe's hoof for like Those a butterscotch, year. those ones with the <laughs> yellow wrapper. Yeah. Or the strawberry ones that have a strawberry wrapper oh, yeah. that looks like a strawberry. I hate those things so much, but I will definitely eat them. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Wait, I really want to think about what else was in her. Anyway. Okay. So...